630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. All right, so you may have seen the reports that uh, Terrell Owens has activated his 10-day clause with the Edmonton Eskimos, forcing them to either sign him or release him. Back in June, the Eskimos put T.O. on their negotiation list. Uh, It's been reported that a couple of days ago on July 14th, Owens put the Eskimos on notice, so that would mean eight days to go. Uh, John says, uh, what do you think about the the Terrell Owens news? Durkin Cochran says, T.O. would sell a lot of jerseys if he's signed and create a lot of interest, fill the seats, but I don't see it as a serious player personnel move, although I would like to see if he could crack the CFL. And a couple of texters uh, simply saying, well, Owens would be great to have if he could play defensive back. The Eskimos have a very good receiving core. They uh, have Vidal Hazelton currently injured. Uh, Bryant Mitchell has come in and played a couple of games. Uh, they have a couple of Canadians who play, Bahar and uh, Nate Ajay. And I don't forget there's the possibility that Brandon Zilstra could come back from the Minnesota Vikings. It was curious to me that the Eskimos put him on uh, their negotiation list. I, I would find it even more curious if they signed him. I don't really know where he fits in. I'm sure he's still uh, in good shape. Um, is is he is he better than than Darrell Walker or uh, Duke Williams at this point in his life? I I don't know that he is, having not played for a few seasons. I guess I'd I'd have to see it to believe it. I don't think it's that simple that just because he was really good in the NFL a long time ago, that that he would tear up the CFL. But this will be fun to watch, I suppose. The Eskimos uh, do not comment on players who aren't on their roster. They've made that clear several times when asked about Owens. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on it. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630. Chad, the World Cup, France 4, Croatia 2 in the final yesterday. Kevin Jesus from Global Television has been joining us throughout the tournament for his thoughts and for updates. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show tonight, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? So did the best team win? Yes. (laughs) One hundred percent. No, I mean, come on. France was one of the, the the elite teams of this tournament. Brazil and France stole the show, and uh, I mean, France clearly showed why they were finalists in 2016 and why they are now two-time World Cup champions. 1998, and they've been pretty good since '98 because what they won, uh, they they won '98. They won Euro in 2000. Right. Uh, and they then lost they, the final, the World Cup final in 06. In 06, of course, that was the famous Zidane headbutt. So, yeah, I mean, France has always been a very dominant team, and now you're starting to see this new generation led by, you know, Didier Deschamps, who won as a player 20 years ago, now as a coach. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. And Abo Kelly and Mbappe, their 19-year-old, and he wasn't even born the last time France won the World Cup, and this kid was... It was just an outstanding tournament for him. Well, yeah, he's an incredible player. And, yeah, I mean, I, I know the commentators are always saying that he's on his way to perhaps being the best player in the world, which would be would be pretty cool. Okay, look, Kevin, and, and you and I were texting uh, during the game 
yesterday and I yep. you know I talked a little bit about video review and how oftentimes it doesn't seem to clarify anything. A handball occurs if any player other than the goalie within his own penalty area deliberately handles the ball when in play. Uh, wasn't called initially. They went to the video review. Uh, the TSN panel, all four guys said, no way, that's a handball. And I Googled it today, and people of various credentials are split on this, on whether it was a handball or not. What, what do you think, and, and why is there a split opinion on it? Okay, well, I, I think one of the guys that TSN had on there was Howard Webb, who refereed the 2010 final. And certainly he has a, a very well-respected opinion. But he focused mainly on the fact on the use of VAR specifically. When you actually look at it, in my mind, the second they showed the first replay, I looked at my friends and said right away, oh, that's a handball. His hand, he, when he jumped up in the air, his hand came down. He, you can see on the replay, his hand comes down to touch the ball. And at the end of the day, the way I was always taught, you know, growing up with soccer, it's, it's not, if it's ball to hand, it's not so much a penalty, but if it's hand to ball, that's a penalty. And looking at that replay, it's hand to ball. Did he mean to do it? Maybe not. Maybe it's the way his hand was falling. But at the end of the day, his hand came down. He's in the box. The right call was made. If I was Croatia, I'd be angrier about the first goal with Griezmann. That was a dive. I mean, he wasn't even touched and he went on the ground. Kudos to Griezmann because it fooled me and it fooled everyone. But when you looked on the replay, he wasn't even touched and he took advantage. All right, and then that's that. That led to the free kick and the and the own goal. Though I hate they call it an own goal because it barely yeah. brushed the guy's head, and then the French player doesn't get credit for it. So I, I, you've now seen it through the World Cup. What are your thoughts on the VAR? You know, I, I loved it. I thought it was it was you know used well. Uh, it certainly was used quite a bit during the group stage. It seemed to kind of disappear in the knockout stages, which perhaps is a good thing. It's I guess it's kind of like the NHL. Uh, uh, way of doing things where, you know, in overtime you put the whistles away. But, no, I thought it was you it worked out quite well. I mean, and, you know, some people will be like, oh, you know, Kevin's maybe a little bit biased. But, no, I, I'll say, like, right away, like, Portugal got hurt on VAR against Iran with the, with the penalty. It shouldn't have been, in my opinion. Maybe I'm a little biased on that. But, regardless, uh, I, I think VAR was used wonderfully and uh, with a couple of tweaks. It's a system that's here to stay, and it's going to work wonders uh, moving forward. All right, Kevin Jesus from Global Television joining us here to wrap up the World Cup. France winning it yesterday over uh, Croatia. I, I think Belgium won the third-place game. <laughs> yeah, the, the game that nobody cares about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously in this country, a lot of people with, uh, with a background from England so they yeah. kind of, uh, you know, had a lot of people uh, jumping on that bandwagon. Um, you know, they're they're disappointed, but uh, they went to the semi. How, like, how do you, how do you balance that when you when you get that far, but you don't get the ultimate prize? I mean, can English fans sit there and say, well, that was a, a, a good tournament, or is it oh, still, still a big what if? Yeah, they should be proud of themselves. You know, before the World Cup, uh, one of our uh, editors at Global, Kevin Dabbs, he picked England to win the World Cup. And I kind of laughed. And I said, honestly, you're four years too early because they have such a good youth program. They've won two Youth World Cups in the last several years. They're really building up a a pretty special program right now. So in my opinion, they'll hit their peak there in 2022 in Qatar. Uh, So they were about four years too early. But with that being said, they were so talented. Gareth Southgate did such a tremendous job with that team. 
um, they should absolutely be proud. I mean, going to the semifinals for the first time since 1990, I mean, that's, that's nothing to uh, hang your head in shame about. They had a tough group with, uh, with Belgium. Tunisia was also a very difficult team to battle. And they moved their way up. They beat Sweden in convincing fashion. Um, so, yeah, you know what? If I'm, uh, if I'm England, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's a tough loss. It's a bitter pill, certainly. Uh, but I definitely don't hold my head in shame. In fact, I'm looking ahead to Euro 2020 and thinking, hey, we may be legitimate contenders now. All right. And the next World Cup, isn't it in our winter? Yeah, it starts in, uh, in November, and the World Cup final is scheduled for December 18th. Oh wow! And this is be- so that they're going to have to shut down the inter- the, all the the leagues then, all the domestic leagues. Uh, I, w- I would imagine they haven't officially said what they're going to do yet, but they're going to have to do that. It's just a giant mess right now, and uh, and the worst part is for for people like us, all you're going to hear is every commentator saying Christmas has come early whenever someone scores a goal. So get ready for that to be overused uh, for an entire month. And it's and it's too hot to play in Qatar in, in June and July. So that's why yeah, they're Yeah, it's too hot to play. Uh, oh, wow. It's like four, high 40 degrees, I believe. So you, you can't play soccer in that, in uh, that uh, weather. Well, you know, FIFA's always on the up and up with everything, so at least we have that to bank on. <laughs> uh, Kevin, thanks for checking in throughout the, the tournament, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Really appreciate it. No worries, man. Thanks for having me on. That is Kevin Jesus from Global Television, and uh, he says absolutely that was a handball on Croatia in yesterday's World Cup final. 7.15, Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 6.30, Chet. All right, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. The uh, developing story, I'm not going to get too excited about it, but uh, reports that Terrell Owens former NFL great receiver has uh, activated his uh, 10-day negotiation window with the Edmonton Eskimos who put them on uh, who put Hio on their negotiation list in June. He reportedly did that on the 14th, so the Eskimos have until the 24th to sign him or uh, release his rights. I would think this is a, a move by uh, Toyota to get off the Eskimos negotiation list, but we'll see. We'll see how it uh, goes along. Jason Moss will join me between 7.30 and 8 tonight. I'll be filling in for Morley Scott on the Coaches Show. Uh, we'll break down the win over Toronto on Friday, 16-15 for the green and gold. All right, a uh, lot going on in the city. We talked about the big Canadian swimming trials that go Wednesday to Sunday at the Kidsman Sports Centre, already underway at John Fry Park the Canadian Senior Little League Championships, and Shane Jones is an assistant coach with the uh, Edmonton Cubs. Shane, thanks for checking in tonight, man. How have you been? I've been good, Reed, and uh, thanks for uh, having me on. And, uh, yeah, long time no talk. Uh, good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, long overdue, and if, if people are listening, this was the uh, Shane Jones who graced your television for many years on uh, on Global. He's gone on to get a real job, so good for you. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, true, yeah. uh, th- th- this is great. i, I got to ask you about this first because i, I got to admit, Shane, I, I, you know, I saw your tweet and I texted you this afternoon, yep. and, you know, a lot of people here – uh, little League, they think of the Little League World Series and, and that age group, uh, Senior yeah. Little League. What are we looking at here? Yeah, so the Little League World Series that you're talking about and the one that goes to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and you see on ESPN, and th- that's the 12 and under group, and that's that's the highlight of those kids' uh, seasons and getting into the skips to go to the States as Team Canada. This is kind of the uh, two steps up from that because there's a junior division, and then this is the senior division, and this is 16 and under. And, uh, yeah, 
you get to go to South Carolina instead of Williamsport if you win this tournament, become Team Canada, and play in the World Series down there. All right. So obviously some kids here who are a little more physically developed. Do we see a little more specialization in terms of uh, maybe positional and pitching you, Shane, or how does that go? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of our kids, uh, they've been playing baseball since they were little guys and through the Little League ranks. But uh, a lot of them go to baseball academies locally here in town. Um, and they specialize. We've got some kids that are just pitchers only. And then we have others that, uh, you know, they're the jack of all trades and they can play any position. But, um, yeah, we, we've got a good team right now and we like where we are. And uh, we're pretty happy since we won the bid to host the tournament this year. And we actually, our host team, the Edmonton Cubs, got to automatically be in the tournament. Whereas the past two years uh, with this team, we've won the Provincials to become Team Alberta and be in the tournament. And that was in Ottawa two years ago and Calgary last year. And both years we came up a bit short and won the bronze medal, came in third in the country. And this year uh, it's kind of uh, some of the kids that have been around for a couple of years. And, uh, one we have has been on the team all three years. That's their kind of last kick at the count at this uh, at this uh, level. Okay, well, you're you're doing well. Uh, what three and zero halfway through the tournament already? So you should yeah. be should have a semifinal spot pretty much assured at this point. Uh, it's going to be close. So okay. We'll see, uh, here in the next couple of days, that'll get solidified. But uh, yeah, we're three and zero right now. Uh, we had a good game today uh, with uh, Team Atlantic from Cape Breton. Great group of kids and uh, great coaches on that side and. Uh, it was a close game, and uh, we kind of broke away at the very end in the last couple innings. But, uh, yeah, um, we still have BC to face. Uh, they're going to be tough on uh, Thursday. Oh, sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday night at 6 o'clock at John Fry. And they're undefeated as well right now. They had a, t- they had a good game tonight with Team Alberta, who's from Airdrie this year. And they, uh, they actually won it in the bottom of the 7th, 10-9. So it was a close game. Seven inning games, uh, as you mentioned, you guys won the day 12-3, put it away with six in the seventh. I was looking at the box score. I couldn't help but notice there was a Jones pitching, nine <laughs> Ks and six and two-thirds. That's your boy? Yeah, that's Hunter. And, uh, he's he's uh, 16 this year, which was last year with the team. And he was the, he's the one kid that's been on this since uh, day one, like three years ago. Uh, so he kind of has come up the ranks and improved. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he pitches for us when... Uh, when we get him in, but then he's our starting shortstop otherwise. Now, is this tournament scouted, Shane, or am I getting ahead of myself here? No, you know I don't think you are. It's probably more the semifinals and the final this coming weekend. That's down at John Bryan um, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, that's where you're going to probably see And mostly, I, I would say, probably more local colleges, uh, maybe the type of the uh, Okotoks and, and those kind of prospects, those kind of right. guys. Okay. Um, and we'll see if uh, any more come in. All right, so uh, the Edmonton Cubs off tomorrow. It's it's a 17-round robin. People can just Google uh, Canadian Senior Little League Championship. There's links to the schedule. So you guys play 3 o'clock Wednesday. No, we play 3 o'clock tomorrow against Team Quebec. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, Okay, oh, I must have the no wrong problem. thing up here. That's okay. Play, and then we play 6 o'clock against Team BC on Wednesday. Then we're off Thursday. Sure. So that's the that's our bye day. Your bye day is Thursday. Okay. Well, hey, I just want to point something out to you for your listeners that they might think this is pretty cool. Um, on the sun, on the Sunday, so that's the day of the final, the uh, the bronze medal game and then the gold medal game. In between those two games, it's called the Challenger game. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's um, it's where kids with disabilities still get to play baseball, and they have a game, and they're playing to go to the World Series in California this year. And it's really cool because some Blue Jays alumni are going to be coming out to the game. 
And also, uh, at our gold medal game, Derek Potter, one of the surviving members of the Humboldt Broncos, is going to be there to throw the opening pitch. So he played Mill Woods Little League uh, back in the day, and uh, he's been pretty excited, and uh, he's coming out to throw the pitch. Oh, wow. Okay, so sorry, the Challengers game, it's 1 o'clock Sunday, did you say? Uh, I think it's noon. Noon Sunday, and then the gold medal game's right after that. Yeah, 2 or 2.30, I think it's 2.30x, but uh, it's in between those two games, and uh, we're trying to pack the park for the kids and make this you know, the big league experience for them and get as many people out there as possible to cheer us on. And, and hopefully we're in it. That's our plan. We're hoping to be in that gold medal game. Well, Shane, this is incredible. A great start for the Cubs. I hope you guys keep rolling. And, uh, yeah, thanks for letting us know what's going on on Sunday. Again, it's all at John Fry Park if people want to check it out. Shane, great yeah, to totally talk to you. Keep me, keep me posted on what's happening. I will, and it's totally free for spectators. And there's a concession and everybody. It's, yeah, totally free to come in and watch. Right on. Talk to you soon, buddy. You bet. Thanks, Reed. Shane Jones, assistant coach for the uh, Edmonton Cubs Senior Little League Canadian Championships going on at John Fry Park. They're off to a 3-0 start, so good stuff for them there for sure. All right, uh, we're winding down here. I'm going to have the coaches show with uh, head coach Jason Moss of the Edmonton Eskimos between 7.30 and 8 tonight. Eskimos on a bye this week. Bretsky texting in. He says, Reed, I'm going to miss the World Cup. Some great football and the outlandish names were very unique. The whole thing went down to the wire. Mark says, are they going to start using VAR to go after blatant dives? Maybe it's because I don't watch soccer all that often, but I absolutely cannot stand the overreactions that players do and then just get up like nothing happened. If a player is acting like they are injured and VAR finds they were actually diving, then they should have to sit out for five minutes, like be in a penalty box, and the team should be down a player for that time. Maybe that will deter players from acting. That is from Mark. All right. Thanks for texting 63630. Jason Moss coming up next. Thanks to Dustin Kaufman, your studio producer this evening. Thanks to everybody who texted in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.